Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Episode number 280, Drink Until You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Sunday going? How the hell was your week? Um, 20 away from 300 episodes. And yes, Hunnit is spelled H-U-N-N-I-T. Um, not that that number is significant. I wasn't shooting for 300. I, I mean, I'm going to do 300 after I hit 300. Uh, we're just getting up there, getting pretty wild. Um, I just saw this video. That's five plus years of dedication. That's why I'm thinking about this video now. Um, this McDonald's employee who uh, didn't miss a single shift in 10 years. That's pretty incredible. You know, I guess if McDonald's pays your bills, then, you know, that's good. He said he likes to work. When I leave, you know, I go home, I hang out at home, I can't wait to get back to work, clock in, keep working. Uh, So they rewarded him. And of course, just like you do with social media, you, you can't just reward somebody and that be that. You have to have the video camera. You got to have people standing around, you know, so we can document that McDonald's is a good corporation. This is what we did. All you had to do, sir, to get our attention (laughs) was not miss a day for 10 GD years. That's a long, long time to go to McDonald's and clock in every day. That's through fucking employees having meltdowns and quitting. Fucking customers yelling in your face, I said Big Mac! Oh man, that's a lot of drama to deal. I mean, you look at, you look on a fucking Facebook video post, half of those videos, half of those fight videos are in a McDonald's, you know, (laughs) a fucking customer getting mad at an employee, employees fighting employees, I mean, customers fighting customer, it's just a hostile place, you know, it's not the best place to be, (laughs) you just want to leave, you know, but this, this man, this angel, in this video, showed up every shift for ten years. Every shift. That's that's pretty wild, man. That's that's dedication. Um, but the the gift they gave him was kind of weird. So they bought him his favorite meal from McDonald's, which you know they obviously been kind of watching him more recently, figuring out you know what he liked, which is sort of creepy in a way, but it's it's also nice. I'm not going to say it's creepy because they're trying to do something nice for him. So they bought him his favorite meal. It's at the bottom of the bag. They're like, your favorite meal's in there. And there's some other stuff, too. They gave him a brand new iPhone. Still in the box. He was like, oh, my God, this is mine. You know. And uh, the, the weirdest things, they gave him deodorant and fucking, what are those things called? They're like floss. But they're on the little, I don't know, they're on the stick already floss on a stick I don't know what you call it they give him a bag of those it's like that's kind of a weird thing and on top of it the biggest prize the whole video there's these two chicks standing behind him with this giant ass cardboard check for $20,000 now that's that's really good that's really nice and generous of McDonald's to you know give him 20000 I mean that's it's two grand extra every year that he didn't miss a day of work. 
That's not a lot in the overall scheme of things, but to have $20,000 in one lump sum, that's pretty nice. You know, his dad had health issues, so he's definitely going to use some of that money for that. This guy had a positive attitude, blah, blah, all the things you could think you could like about the guy. I mean, he was just very likable, you know? Um, so yeah, that's all you have to do, people. That's it. <laughs> for $20,000. Dude, you know the guy that missed one day in 10 years is fucking kicking himself, though. Son of a bitch, I knew I shouldn't have called in that day. They gave this fucking jackass $20,000. That could have been me. Uh, I mean, that's still really good. You miss one day in 10 years? What's the What's the prize for that? How much money are they giving out for that? I'm, I'm assuming this was a one-and-done kind of deal. I doubt they went across the nation spreading the McDonald's wealth with the good employees. I mean, that's what it takes to get recognition, to get monetary compensation is never missing a day for 10 years. And they're like, all right, we'll, we'll throw them a bone. $20,000 in the McDonald's bank account. It's like a fucking buck. If that, it's probably like 50 cents. It's nothing to them. You know, it was nice to see them do something nice um, and recorded on video so you could all hear me talk about it. All right. Anyway, so this first drink, I went uh, and got myself a little El Himador tequila last night on a Saturday. Very rare for me to be at the liquor store um, as of late, but I made the stop yesterday, got some El Himador. So that's what I'm drinking just with a little bit of a little bit of Sprite, little knockoff margarita here. So if you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. Nice and cold. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Delicious. So I found this story on, um, on Instagram, and I thought it was kind of cool. Kind of goes with the, uh, the theme of the podcast, you know. Um, so there's these things called cow shoes. And this is from at Fascinate um, on Twitter. The I in Fascinate is just the number one. Um, so it says, cow shoes used by moonshiners during Prohibition. The idea was that if police found human footprints in areas where people don't generally go, that was a clear indicator of something unusual and worth investigating, possibly leading to the discovery of an illegal still. Uh, if the only prints around were found uh were that of an animal such as a horse or a cow those would seem unremarkable and not worth following so they would literally tie these i mean they're pieces of wood and they've been like carved out to look like hooves um and then they literally i guess maybe they even nailed these on the shoes but this one on the top picture looks tied onto the shoes, but it might be nailed through the sole of the shoe. I imagine how uncomfortable that is. Um, but yeah, that, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, people trying to get away with, with the whole booze, booze things, moonshiners, uh, doing anything to cover, literally cover their tracks. Um, that's interesting. I never, never thought about that. I wonder how many times, Someone did fall the, the cow tracks or horse tracks or whatever, and they're like, holy shit, what the fuck? Maybe that's how I'm reading this story. They eventually figured out what they were doing and figured out they were making cow shoes. I don't know. I don't know how it all works, but I thought it was pretty interesting there. Pretty, um, 
ingenious by the people. Uh, some of the comments. Or you could just not do sneaky things. Um, I mean, that's how we got here. That's how I'm drinking this fucking liquor now. Without looking over my shoulder, thinking, you know, someone's going to bust me for it. Or I shouldn't have it. Um, you know. Thought that was kind of cool. I'm, t I'm trying to read these comments. Oh, the I hadn't seen the color picture yet. So I guess it has to be. Okay, so it is tied to the, so the, the shoe, but it's also... I believe it's nailed through the sole of the shoe down to the piece of wood. Um, yeah, just great ingenuity. It's just, it's, you're not going to stop people from from doing illegal things. You're just not. <laughs> yeah, if that were the case, you could just make a law and then everybody would follow it. You know, thou shall not kill. Well, how many people get killed every fucking day by another person? You know, it doesn't work like that. Thou shall not, I don't know if this is biblical, but thou shall not moonshine. I don't know. They're going to do it anyway. It makes money. Thinking of modern times, you know, thou shall not sell marijuana. People do it all the time. I literally saw a transaction happen at Walmart the other day. I saw it. I wasn't trying to look. I didn't care. None of my business. It just was right in front of my face. I saw the transaction happen. The guy got in the other guy's car for just a second. He hopped back out, got in his car. They both drove away. Now, I doubt they did that to just say, hey, buddy, how you been? <laughs> you know, I don't think they were just catching up. Uh, people are just going to do illegal things. Look at sports, dude. Sports will, will tell you that. We'll get so fucking desperate to win a World Series, we'll bang on a fucking trash can. Every time the change-up's coming, you're going to hear the sweet sound of that trash can from the dugout. Um, that's that's the pitch to do it on. That's the pitch that trips everybody up, is the change-up. You're seeing this guy throw 98 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden it's coming in at 75. You're like, what the fuck? Like, Don, uh, what is it, Daffy Duck or Donald, Donald Duck swinging the bat at the fucking baseball? It's awesome. Uh, and speaking of baseball, my Rangers sweep the division rival Mariners. Um, dude, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm still watching NHL, obviously. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, basically, I mean, I'm excited because my team's just doing really fucking good. Top of the division at the moment. Uh, the trash can bangers. Behind us, but only by like two games, I think. Not very much. So we're running from them. But the way we're doing it, I mean, it's... I haven't seen the Rangers score this many runs this consistently. I can't tell you... Even those good teams, 2009, 2010, 2011, all those teams, it was not like this. They could score some runs, but it you know it just seems like every series they're they're scoring thirteen or more in one of those games each series. So, with that said, I got something nice waiting for me. Um, I didn't watch any baseball today, didn't watch any yesterday, but you know, like I said, the NHL is winding down. It's ramping up one last time for the final, and then it's going to be gone, and all I'm going to have is baseball, and I'm thankful. Uh, I've been doing a lot of scoreboard watching, but I'm thankful my team is playing so well. 
um, like I said, top of the division. That's, um, I mean, I literally said this last year. I'm like, we're not going to, we're not going to be top of the division with Houston in our division anytime soon. With the way they're playing, they just won the World Series again, you know, all, all that shit. We're just not going to be top of the division. Shows what I know. Um, obviously, the Rangers had other plans in mind. I love Bruce Bochy. I believe I mentioned that last podcast. I do love Bruce Bochy. Um, I, I think we're going to have a solid chance. Weird to say. You know, how nice would it be? The, the Stars, yeah, as much as it sucked... Oh, I didn't even talk about that since last week. We're going to get into all that. As much as it sucked, you know, as as much as I want my stars to be playing in the final right now. Who is this? What do you want? As much as I want my stars to be playing in the finals right now, I'm, I'm proud of what they did. I'm really proud of what they did. And, and it, it would be nice to have watched them get that deep and to watch my Rangers possibly take a run at the whole thing, man. I mean, obviously that's what every team is trying to do. Even if you're the last place team, well, we want to win the world series. That's why we play baseball. That's what we're here for. Um, it's just going to be nice when I, I finally, finally get to sit down and enjoy my MLB. It's going to force me to buy the, what's the latest, uh, MLB game on, on Xbox, the show 23 or 24, they're always like a year ahead or something. I don't know how they do it. Anyways, let's take another drink. So moving on to the NHL, you have the Florida Panthers and you have the Vegas GD Knights. Um, Vegas already up one game to nothing. They beat them five to two last night. Vegas doing Vegas things. I mean, I want Florida to win. This is the whole head heart thing. I keep saying my heart wants Florida, but my head says Vegas. I mean, Vegas is just, they're strong. They're, they're good. Aiden Hill is playing ridiculous, ridiculous. He's playing like he's freaking Vasilevsky back there, man. That he made a save last night. With uh, the paddle of his stick. Just on. On. He was so far out of the goal. You know, they, they had some shots coming in. He slid, you know, to the side. And he his body's actively sliding out of the goal. Out of the crease. And he reaches back with the paddle of his stick and saves a goal. Oh my god, dude. That's championship caliber goaltending. When everything's on the line... Um, your will to flail <laughs> and not let the puck go in. I mean, they're they're just firing on all cylinders. They ju they really are. And with that said, with them firing on all cylinders, if VGK does win the Stanley Cup, how bad do you feel as a Stars fan? It's kind of like back when the St. Louis Blues won. We fought the Blues the hardest out of that whole Stanley Cup playoff run we took them to what double overtime triple overtime game seven uh we fought them the hardest and, and they go on to win the cup it's like well you know we didn't win the cup but it's it's kind of good it's a good sign that we lost to the eventual champion it means it took the champion to take us out of the playoffs who was going to be the eventual champion and we fought them hard it's kind of the same scenario here if vegas wins the cup it's like well we lost to the eventual champions 
it's kind of hard to be mad at that, you know? If they're playing that good and they have that good of a team and you lose to them, it's like, well, fuck, what can we do? They have a good team. So, yeah, um, my stars are out. <clears throat> that fucking sucked. That last game, what was it? Three, four, five, six. Game six. It's like we did all that. F I don't get it. I don't get the mentality. <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm, I'm going to hate on my stars a little bit for it. But it's like we want our captain back. We need our captain back. We're not letting this playoff ride end until our captain's back. We win one game. We win two games. And then captain comes back for the third game and we get blown out. It's like nobody beats us without our captain. All right, now that he's back, now you can beat us real bad. I don't, I don't get it. Is Jamie been that much of a detriment? Like maybe he should have sat out that game. Is he that much of a detriment to the being on the ice? And I, I would say yes. <laughs> I would say yes. He is. He's a fourth line player now, guys. He's a fourth liner. You know, appreciate the work ethic. Appreciate your years. Appreciate the goals you've scored for this club, you know, like appreciate all that, but he's just not, he's not bringing the heat. He just can't anymore. It's just not possible. It's just not possible for him. That's why he's playing on the fourth line. So it does, I mean, it, it does two things. It shows the respect that everybody on that team has for him, but it, it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. What about the respect to help him win the cup? What about that respect? You couldn't have fought that hard in that next game? I mean, I would have I would have been a lot happier with a fucking one to nothing loss, a two to three loss. You know, it shows that we fought we got blown out. It's bad. You're not allowed to knock us out of the playoffs when we don't have our captain, but as soon as he gets back, blow us out, baby. And we're going home. I don't get it. I don't get how we can play that good. And, and let me just say this. Aside from game six and game three, I believe it was, we played good hockey. Pushed them to overtime the first game. They got a bloop and a blast. I, I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks now. Game two, once again, we were in there the whole game. Game three, we shit the bed. Jamie Benn goes out of the game. That that was horrible. Uh, we lose bad. And then he's out and we win two. It's, I don't get it. It almost made this is where people start getting like conspiracy about sports because it almost makes me think like we had we were like all right like we said our coaches sat down together Vegas Vegas's coach and our coach and DeBoer's like all right dude like look you got us just let us get Jamie Ben back and then you can move on you know like don't play us so hard the next day it's that, that sounds stupid and I can't believe that might ever be a scenario but. It kind of seems like it was. <laughs> like we had no business being in that series after those first three games with that team. We just didn't. Uh, we played good game four, played good game five, and yeah. I don't understand how you can play that well and and beat the team that's dominating you in the, at least those two games. You can actually come back. They dominated us in game three and we came back. And we played them like game one and game two. And we actually won those games. That was nice. Um, but yeah, you got to look down the whole lineup 
for the Stars. This is my end-of-year report for my Dallas Stars. And I've been saying it year after year. You know, at some point, it's not on the coaches. At some fucking... Everybody wanted to blame Ricky B. And he's not the right coach. And there's this new style of hockey. And uh, there's no fucking new style of hockey. Yeah, sure, players are getting faster. You know? Maybe some of the set plays are a little different from a face-off or something, you know? But, I mean, there's no new style hockey, people. There's no magic coaching... Um strategy it's just not it's the same game it's been the players are just faster stronger smarter more prepared you know all that all that good stuff you know and to answer my friend's question on facebook in case you ever listen buddy he asked me where uh where old ricky b was once he got bounced out of the playoffs and i, I gotta let you know ricky b's sitting on the couch right next to deboer Sorry. <laughs> he is. They're uh, sitting there sharing a plate of nachos. I don't know. There's no magical style of hockey, everybody. That's that's what I want to say. And just for my Dallas Stars end of year report, it's on the players. I'm looking at everybody, every motherfucking body in game six. Pavelski, where were you? Sagan, once again, we know the deal with you. Jamie Benn, couldn't score a goal. I mean, Wyatt Johnston, young kid. It's not all on you. Where's the goals? Robertson, where's the goals? You know? That's just how I feel. I'm not saying I don't like my team. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying I'm not a Stars fan. I'm just, I'm being realistic. I'm just being realistic. Like, at some point, it's not on the, you got your captain on the fourth line. And that's something else that bothered me, too about um, game six DeBoer was saying how much ice time Jamie Benn's gonna get in this game and I mean obviously he got it and it did not work out in our favor you know like you, you don't give a guy on the fourth line I, I'm not a hockey coach I've never been a hockey coach I've never actually even played hockey but I, 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 I can almost guarantee you most coaches don't give <laughs> that kind of minutes to a fourth line player it's just the fact that he's the captain. You know what I mean? Like, he's... I don't know, man. I think his uh, captain era is over. I don't know who it would go to. Um, Ottinger, I'm looking at Ottinger, too. Like, he didn't have a... That's two games in that series. He just fucking flopped. Now, game one, all the credit. Game two, all the credit. Game five all the credit game six all the dude game five and game i'm sorry game four and game five for ottinger because they beat us in three and six um those were his best games dude he was shut down lights out but he's he's tired he can't score any goals he's just got to save them all and it's like when they're getting 40 to 50 fucking shots a game it's it adds up dude think if you work uh, fucking what do you normally work? A 40-hour work week? If you worked 50 hours from now on every week, don't you think in a month's time you'd be exhausted? A little more than usual? You might sleep a little longer? You might cut some corners? I don't know. Um, all in all, good season for the Stars. Uh, we're kind of in what I was saying is Carolina's position. What do you do now? 
you're good enough to make it to the playoffs and make it a couple of rounds deep. How do you improve further? Domi, where were you at, Domi? He kind of disappeared those last two playoff series. Let's take another drink. But I am proud of my guys. I'm proud they, they had the fight. I would have been so fucking pissed losing to Minnesota, honestly. The way those fans were talking shit and like how uppity they were and they haven't done a damn thing in their franchise's histories like that, that would have really hurt. Seattle, same sort of thing, except it's without the franchise or without the fan base. I would have been a little upset that they've only been in the league a couple of years and they're already taking us out. Um... All in all, it's a good season, man. Better than I expected. I, I There was a time there in round one or round two, I'm like, holy shit, we can win this thing. We can win the Stanley Cup. I mean, they had me believing, dude. They had a lot of people believing. Um, But it is what it is. It's a competitive sport. You got men on the other side trying to actively not let you win. And, and yeah, you know, they did. So um, good luck, Vegas. Um, I'm, I'm entertained either way. I'm just slowly switching modes to baseball and baseball is beautiful because it's every, every fucking day. You know, they, they do three games, they skip a day, three more games, possibly four, skip a day. So you're getting baseball 90% of the week. Like I, I love that. You know, you always got something to do coming home every night. There's a Rangers game, unless it's the last game of the series, that's usually at one o'clock or something, you know, whatever, but, um, all in all great season, man. Hopefully, uh, like I was saying earlier, it'd be really, really nice as a DFW, uh, citizen to watch the stars go that deep in the playoffs. And also, uh, the Rangers, if they can make it deep into the playoffs, man, that's going to set, set this fucking, this area ablaze, so to speak, not literally. All right, anyways, guys, we haven't done this in a week. I'm going to do it now before I forget, before I go off on another tangent. Yeah, we're doing a little drink recommendations. We're going to go with the first three here in my book. You got the Bahama Mama, the Cosmo Martini, and the Chocolatini. Uh, did this get wet? Did my book get wet? Why are these pages look like this? I need to write a lot more recipes in this book. Anyways, the Bahama Mama. Here's what you're going to need. An over of Malibu, an over of house rum, an under of Captain Morgan. It's house rum because I wrote this when I was working in a bar. A splash of grenadine, a third pineapple juice, a third orange juice, and a third sweet and sour. Uh, you zap that in the little milkshake machine. You got a, you got a freaking Bahama Mama right there. Um... <clears throat> I don't know if it's a third of a, it can't be a third of a cup. It's just equal parts, pineapple, OJ, and sweet and sour. Is that a better way to say it? Um, the next one I have for you is the Cosmo Martini. This is one of my favorite ones. I just love the little shards of ice in, in the martini glass after you're done shaking it and making it chilled with the little spiral uh, lemon peel. It's just a really nice looking drink and it will fuck you up. Uh, here's what you're going to need for it. Two overs of vodka, an under of Cointreau, splash of cranberry, garnish with a twisted lemon peel. You shake all that with ice in a shaker. 
uh, straight into a martini glass. Hopefully the martini glass has been chilled. Uh, there you go. You got the Cosmo martini. Now be careful. Be careful with those either drinking or serving. Be careful. Uh, they'll, they won't even sneak up on you. They'll fucking punch you in the face while you're looking at it. Um, the last one I have for you is the chocolate teeny. You're going to need an over of vanilla vodka, an over of house vodka, a splash of milk, or half and half. I'd prefer half and half. Shake with ice. Uh, you take your martini glass and you take the chocolate syrup and you, you make a little swirly, a little string of chocolate syrup all the way around. Strain your drink you've already made into that martini glass. Bada bing, bada boom, you got the chocolate teeny. As always, everybody, don't drink and drive. Get a freaking Uber. Get a Lyft. Uh, have DoorDash. DoorDash will deliver you liquor. It's expensive as fuck. Or they'll deliver your 40 or two, a couple of 40s. They don't mind. You're just going to pay them for it. Um, so, yeah, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a Lyft. Bottoms up, everybody. All right, to close out the show this week, um, I did watch the new John Mulaney stand-up special, and I fucking loved it. Um, it's it's so cool how honest he is about what he's been through, how hardcore he was going, <laughs> and the reason. What did he say? He's like, I didn't get enough attention when I was a kid, so <laughs> that's what I do now, is I do these stupid things to get attention. It was really... Um, refreshing because he was so honest about it. He wasn't like ashamed of himself or like, oh, you know, oh, I'm a human with problems. How could I? No, we all have problems. And he just made you laugh with it. It was a really good, good special. And I, and I wish John Mulaney the best. I know he got a divorce. You know, he's, he had to go to the rehab. He talked about all this shit in the fucking special. Uh, whilst making you laugh. It was just a good special. It kind of caught me up on what was going on. He talked about his intervention, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. Uh, first thing he said when he walked through the door and he saw all the people there was, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> Obviously, dude's got a Coke problem, you know? And, and, you know, I could tell this years ago before any of this shit ever came out, dude. I knew there was a problem. I think a lot of people knew there was a problem. Him and Nick Kroll. They did this promo. I can't remember. It might have been for Big Mouth. It might have been for another side project they were trying. I don't remember. But it was a, it was on YouTube. And it was Nick Kroll and fucking John Mulaney just sitting there talking about, you know, whatever show or movie was about to come out that they took part in. And their faces are like, and these are white guys, by the way, if you don't know. Their faces are ghost white, bro. Their faces are ghost white. And these are already white men. Like, they're even whiter than white. And I'm like, there is an issue here. You know, like, I, you can tell. If somebody's fucked up, it, it, like, it sucks all the pigment out of their face. For whatever reason. I don't really know why or how it works. Maybe blood's going somewhere else. It's all surging through the rest of your body, just not your face. I don't know how it works, but I could tell, dude, just by the way they were talking and laughing and what they were talking about, I was like, these dudes are coked out of their fucking minds. And then, sure enough, a couple of months later, it's like John Mulaney to rehab. And it's like, oh, fuck, dude, yeah. they. I mean, they were taking it too far. It was like any excuse to do a line was good enough for them. You don't even need an excuse, you know. 
Um, so yeah, go watch that stand-up special. Really fucking good. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I love John Mulaney, just in general. But uh, if you do, you'll you'll probably love the stand-up special. But that's all I have for you guys for the week. We talked a little, little McDonald's bonus, little baseball, little hockey, some drink recommendations, um, stand-up recommendations. So uh, if you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Let's finish these off. Ooh, that's all I had left. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Be safe out there. I love you all. Bye.